Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL most of round five wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past. Yeah, um, I was going through Twitter and I saw that um, Andrew Bogut posted that there's some big news coming and stay tuned and everyone was speculating about um, where he might end up. Uh, some teams might need some big forwards in the uh, the finals, the playoffs of uh, NBA. He's basically set out the whole NBA season and we're in the finals now, so... Yeah, and... Uh, he was he was sort of teen away, but then he goes, no no no, I'm going to actually want to buy one of the cars at the Holden auction, which <laughs> was a nice little decoy because he ended up signing for the Sydney Kings for Sydney two Kings. years, yeah, with an exclusive <laughs> contract, so he can't opt out to go play in the NBA either. So that probably puts him in line for next next Olympics, I think. Was that? Hang on, when's next Summer Olympics? Uh, two yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So that's putting him in line for those Olympics, playing so, for Sydney Kings. Yeah. Well, the Olympics, you might play for Australia, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he probably will, but we won't have a decent team at the Olympics, you know. If well, they start playing, if they play, yeah. yeah. I did see Ben Simmons as like the 10th the highest-selling Guernsey at the moment, yeah. or NBA jersey. Yeah, yeah, but remember, Jared Haynes was the highest-selling NFL one for a little while, too. That's true. Well, Aussies buy, buy a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mind you, some of the moves he's been putting on, ridiculous. Been killing it. Was it you, Brenton, I was watching some of these highlights... Probably was it, was it, you or, okay, it was with one of you two. And I remember watching and like, okay, that was pedestrian. Oh yeah, like, yeah. he just goes through the middle and the people just that got out of the way. Yeah. I'm like, yep. okay. yeah, okay, yeah. I think I was against Philly. Was, they were playing them. No, he is Philly. Oh, Philly, sorry. Yeah, he was playing. Uh, who are they playing? The San Andreas. Yeah. It wasn't in the finals. It, was, it must have been like you know, game eighty, game yeah. seventy-eight or something. Yeah, yeah. people were yeah. stepping out of the way. Well, I remember one in the finals where he was. Uh, he dribbles around one behind the back around another. Through another and then dunks on top of a, th- a fourth one and <laughs> fuck that was all right. Speaking of basketball, um, I had a discussion. You know, the discussion's always between Jordan and uh, LeBron about the goat. Yep. And a friend of ours was arguing on Facebook. And I said, "Yeah, people are forgetting about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know his record." And I said, "Yeah, what about Will Chamberlain? You yep. know, because he was before." And well, if you're talking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you got a Will Chamberlain kind of eclipses him in most stats. Yeah. yeah well, what about in- including not, not including women? No, I can say women is about the only one he does eclipse him in. Abdul Jabbar's got all the stats over him, um, except for, you know, points per game. <laughs> um, but uh, we said, you know, there's one person you have forgot. That's Andrew Gaze. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he gave him this nickname or somebody else already had. Because yeah, you've got to remember the Grey Mumba. <laughs> Perfect nickname for Andrew Gaze. And I said to him, I'm going to tweet that to him right now. <laughs> he goes, so, so I didn't, didn't get a response, but never mind. I just thought that's a great nickname. I loved it. Anyway, Josh, you got a highlight of the week. Yeah, actually, um, 
the uh, the wife and the lad have decided to go visit the in-laws in Broken Hill, which is good because the in-laws didn't come up here. Um, so it's been bachelor life for the last week. So it's uh, I uh, I did the um, the bachelor thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say the washing. Right? <laughs> Couldn't remember the word for it. Oh, I, I, that's somewhere in the back of the house. I haven't gone back there for a while. But um, I did the batch thing. Went to Costco. Bought uh, you know a whole thing of uh, beef ribs. Cooked it all up in the slow cooker, and that's my been every meal for since, <laughs> <laughs> with some veggies and whatnot. But uh, no, it's been pretty good. Uh, I had have worn pants occasionally when I leave the house, but uh, apart from that, it's been great. It's the easy life, isn't it? Yeah, and then uh, you know, go to see footy on Tuesday night instead of calling up the wife. Well, you know, can you look after the young lad? You know, it's just like, no, nah, fuck it, I'm gone, I'm out. I've had the opposite experience, but anyway, I won't go over that. <laughs> all right, um, so we are recording this on Anzac. Day morning, so we don't know the results of Essen and Collingwood yet, so yeah. we can't really talk about that game. I was just going to wing it, just like all, see how it turns out. <laughs> all a little tired from dawn service. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Um, so, but we will go through the the rest of the the round before we look at uh, round six. Um, so first off, it started off seems like ages ago on Friday night with the Crows, a depleted Crows, getting up over Sydney um, again. With Rory Sloan was a, a late out. Was he a la- uh, an out on the morning of or um, before? I think I'm not sure. So you look at it, um, and you go, well, they haven't got much chance here. But God damn, did they put a workmanlike effort in. Well, the best thing about this game was um, how much of a, a team effort it was for Adelaide, because they've, they've had lots of criticism about their stars not stepping up and yep. um, stars being out. And this one was all about their defense working together and really fixing where they've had glaring holes in the last few big defeats they've had, starting from the grand final. Well, I mean, you just say team effort, but the one who was copping the most criticism was Tex Walker. Yeah. And he, he came back at it. And rightly so, I oh, thought. Too. Oh, look, I think he cops criticism because of his potential. And uh, in full flight, he, he's a brilliant run, great kick, great mark, and he brings other players in. And he did all that. Yeah, he finally put it all together. Um, I loved his first goal uh, where you see he was... A, Probably 55, 60 out. Yeah. And he's got that distance in him. Yeah. But uh, he's gone back to nearly the centre circle, uh, close enough for Buddy Franklin to have a word to him. And Buddy's obviously had a little word in his ear. Yeah. Um, and uh, you see he's nailed it, kicked it through to the middle. And uh, you see Buddy's gone back and gone, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and even Texas giving him a little, yes, like a, I don't think I was going to get it either. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was great that kind of, that uh, that play yeah, during, the, during the game. But he thrives on that. Like There's some players that are just ice cold, like uh, Jesse Hogan. Half the time he looks disinterested in what he's doing. But then Tex Walker's just hard on the sleeve. And when he's in full flight and confident, he's just a, a much, much better player. Yeah, well, I think sometimes he tries to take on too much. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he, he gets a bit too involved, like uh, you know the the kid who's playing PlayStation and throwing the uh, control at the screen kind of thing. I was watching the game with uh, all Crow supporters, and literally, it's a shame had this yeah. this lady try and say in all earnest that Buddy was not a skillful player and was overrated. I was like, you've I, got I to think, be no, fucking kidding me! But Good when luck. somebody says that to you, it's okay, we're done. Yeah. Like, the, the, there's no, there's no common ground here yeah and right. I, I, was, I was saying like you, I was pretty drunk too and um, <laughs> I was saying you, you can hate him but you cannot in all honest try yeah. and tell anybody that he's not a fucking skillful player and one of the best of the last 20-25 years but that's the same sort of person who says oh yeah I could knock not Mike Tyson out look yeah. at him he's ter- he always drops his jab I've always said like, <laughs> good luck exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just ridiculous um, the same with you know I hate Matty Lloyd but god damn he's a good set yeah, shot bloody oath. Like, if he's you know, on a slight angle from 45 out you know it's going to be a drop punt yep. um, the other amazing thing for the Crows was uh, Jerker Jenkins kicked three goals 
Yeah, not from no, the goal square. Then. None of them from the goal square. Yep. I mean, that's got to be the cumulative most distance for goals he's ever kicked in his life. <laughs> I think they're all they're yeah. all from about two meters um, in a two meter circle. Yeah, all, all three of them. Yep, and uh, he's had a nice little snapshot. I thought as well. They all, just all like them, yeah. dead um dead in front. Um, but yeah, I felt like that. Uh, definitely took a, like a four quarter effort, but the Swans came back as you always knew they would. Yep. And yes, Adelaide just didn't capitulate. They sort of sort of solidified. It wasn't their stars because Gibbs was sort of held pretty quiet. I thought for most of the game came in and out, didn't he? Yeah, but um, they had like Dude, Dude. I've been pronouncing Dude, wrong name Duda. the whole season pretty much. Um, I thought he's been play, played another good game, and it's good to see people like him having consistency from a from a young kid who's surrounded by stars. Yep. It was almost like a blessing having a lot of their guns out and coming up with this win because it gives the other players confidence and not being reliant on on their stars. They know that they've got the cattle there that will step up. Well, they've got obviously a lot of players to come back. Um, yeah. Before. Um, I thought it was good with Mitch McGovern had a bit of a shocker. Yeah. Um, and he was just dropping everything, but they moved him back. They moved him forward. They moved him back. Um, yeah, I thought the only concern was when the Swans were coming hard uh, late, yep. and they went, "All right, we're not going to score again. We're just going to save everything." Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it worked out at the end, and, and when Tex took that last mark, it was the the stamp on the game. That, yep. That it needed, yeah. But. I thought another side of things, Isaac Heaney uh, played another great game. Um, he's so small in stature, but he's almost got a little bit of like James heard about him, where he just managed to find that ball and yeah. get a bit of space or take that mark against against you know someone who really should be beating him. I think he's a great contestant, Mark, and he's one of those players. You say he's small in stature, I think he, he's taller than you think, probably, yeah. and he's got a good leap. Yep. Um, which is very much like James Hurd as Just well. wanting to go like a bigger mullet, like Caparesque. <laughs> <laughs> I think he started with it a bit. No, it was more Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> uh, Sauce Jacobs, though. He, he Quiet. Did- he was a little quiet, but to me, the telling stat for him was seven tackles. Yeah. Um, he had the most hit out. He had Sinclair on toast. Yeah, greasy game. I thought Sinclair's been playing well this year too, but yeah. um, Jacobs should be contending for All-Australian, and that's why I say a little bit quiet, because he was okay. But I think he's playing the role, though, because yeah. he knows that Maybe. his job isn't to get around the ground like, uh, say, Goldstein tries to or Gorn tries to. His job is to be the big motherfucker in the centre that protects the, uh, the All-Star midfield they've got. Yeah. So he's there to tackle bastards hard. And he's a big unit. Um, but was, uh, that's two uh, home losses for Sydney against the um, the South Australian teams. Yeah. But, you know, as everyone keeps banging on, they're obviously, you know, three wins ahead of where they were last year. Yeah. Uh, this day, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, they're they good kids too. Yeah. But they've got a tough, uh, tough one this week. All right. On to the next game, which was the Saints and the Giants. Um, funny old game. Because uh, it goes to show that sometimes it, the quality of the game doesn't matter if the scores are tight. No. Um, Neither because, does what you think you know about football, apparently. <laughs> and that throwing shoes is an option. Weird, weird fucking game. Lots of things getting thrown in the crowd uh, this round as well. We'll get <laughs> yeah. on to that. Um, it, it, I think that goal kicking this year, it feels like, has been one of the worst of recent memory. Because there's been plenty of games where you've had score lines like this, like six goals, 12 at three-quarter time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, Obviously, GWS ending with nine goals, 19. On the flip side, we see some teams go into halftime five zip. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the, the inaccuracies have been more, but I haven't you know put anything towards that. But Yeah. Yeah, and it's just amazing that St. Kilda managed to get GWS to play down to their level. It was. was. It was dragged down a little bit, wasn't it? We've seen it a few times uh, happen with St. Kilda, and um, just when you write them off, they managed to do something, almost some some magic or some fuckery that gets the other teams to play shit and they almost snatch a win. I mean, they probably should have with this one. Uh, let them get away a bit in the fourth quarter, but that yep. game, game was definitely theirs to, to take. And obviously, 
if you're at the start before this match started if you said you're going to play out a draw you'd almost take it but yeah. after seeing how the game unfolded you've got to be disappointed if you're the Saints and didn't get away with the win well there's so much focus is on the last 20 seconds where was it uh, Stephen kicked the ball to Carlo yeah. yeah and, and uh, got him high Bill Davis he came out and said I got away with one there yeah yeah, yeah he did but I was listening um, to Jake Carlisle actually on the radio mm-hmm. um, during the week um, by the way did you know that he went to the call to Cannons as a rover did he really? Then grew 20 centimetres in a year and a half. Jesus. Went, well, that you're explains, forward now. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, he was really good about it. And does, does he know Stephen Dank? <laughs> well, he was at Essendon. <laughs> he did sit out for two years. Checked his pituitary gland. Um, He's got three of them. <laughs> the kick should have been a little bit lower, but he yeah. still should have marked it. Watching in real time, I didn't think it was a free kick, but yeah. obviously when you watch it, on a different angle than slow-mo, you go, oh, yeah, you got yeah. him high. But yeah. That'll happen a dozen times a quarter a just times. because it's yeah. in the last 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And if you're saying Whistle goes fan, away. You can feel aggrieved. That's fine. But uh, it won't change anything. Same as we move on. And I don't like reviewing umpiring decisions when they slow in slow-mo and that kind of stuff because you go, yeah, okay, it was technically, but yeah. the umpire doesn't view it in slow-mo. And yeah. If it's a, a bad decision because he was on the wrong side of the contest, well, that's the game. Yeah. yeah. I feel happens. like the same with cricket. Like, uh, most times when the umpire says, nah, that was going down leg side, you're like, bullshit, it was off middle wicket. Yeah. When they show the replay, more often than not, the umpire's they're, gotten it right. They're pretty good. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, See, fuck, all right, I was well wrong. <laughs> I, I think it's more like UFC, where you don't leave it in the hands of the judges, yeah. and every league has a Mazzagatti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And an Adelaide bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was, I think both sides would be disappointed at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what do you think about the draw? Should they go extra time or stick with the draw? I think it just shows uh, to me that Delidio is the curse. <laughs> like, uh, he had a good game. Yeah, he had a great game, actually. <laughs> Probably the, his best game for GWS. And they eke out a draw. In yeah. a game where they kicked 9-19, they should have blown them away. Um, it should have been all over at three-quarter time. Instead, the Saints did brilliantly come back. But, uh, like, Coniglio, 0-3. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? I mean, I don't think they. I think draws are fine unless it's finals. No, I, don't, I don't really care. Um, yeah, I think if you can't win in regulation time, the games are long enough as it is. Yeah, like I don't really want to sit around for another quarter or watch you know forty tired men try and like get rushed behind or stop rushed behinds. Yeah, I think Golden Point is is terrible. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's well, a shit shit way. In, in the VFL, they've had grand finals decided by Golden Point. Yeah, uh, but the argument against the draw is to say that you know you go away <laughs> feeling empty. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's it. I love that despair. <laughs> yeah. It was all for nothing. Yeah, and I like how both teams, uh, both fans can be really fucking angry at their own team. Yeah. No, I think they should decide it by a game of horse at the 50 metre line. <laughs> Just, you know, get out there, throw the bomb in. I got a ladder. I say, is it allowed to bounce through? Because watching this game, some of them are going to need some help. But anyway, I mean, I think this does sort of, even though it's only the two points, it does sort of right St. Kilda's season a little bit because it was getting Definitely. away from them. Yeah, it's a confidence booster for the Saints. Um, yeah, like I said, you're disappointed, but you showed a lot in that game. Yeah. Um, and it was everyone sort of contributing. Um, it's a confidence booster without giving them the satisfaction of a win. Yeah, which I mean, it's so St. Kilda. Yeah. <laughs> and Seb Ross, he's quietly having a pretty good season so far too. Getting out there and he's done great. For, for a team that's been doing pretty ordinary. For a team that's got a lot of people that are Seb Ross, though. a lot of people that are in the same position doing the same things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a lot of them. Um, I thought, um, what's his name? Um, Savage had a, had a good one as well. Yeah, and he was due for a good one. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Been but around think, for a while now, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, um, on to the MCG. Carlton dragged Eagles down to them as well. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly thought over the off-season that Sam Rowe retired, um, yeah. which I thought really hurt Carlton, um, especially at the start of the season. And, you know, all the flack that uh, Wiedering was getting. Yeah. Um, and I thought it's it was because they, they didn't have that big monster down back to, to look after him. Um, so anyway, Sam Rowe has come back in, um, and I thought he did an excellent job on Kennedy. Admittedly, only Kennedy's second game um, for the year. Yeah. But kept him down to just the one goal. And, yeah, I didn't expect Carlton to put in this much of a, of a fight, to be honest. No one um, uh, Yeah, but, I mean, West Coast seemed like they just did enough. They didn't seem, like, totally committed. Um, a lot of their usual stars didn't have, like, uh, big games like yeah. you're expecting. Um, was Hearn even playing? Yeah, yeah, Hearn. Yeah, 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 like p- people like that, you're expecting to step up. Um, but I think that's been one of the Eagles' strengths this, this season is that uh, they don't have many big name sort of out and out stars. Uh, so everyone's sort of putting in, chipping in a little bit. And that Nui back obviously makes a huge difference. And I thought he was kept quiet in this game, uh, yeah. especially considering the other games he's been the spark. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of water on the ground probably helped um, keep him quiet, but. That was part of the reason that um, Carlton were able to get back into it. Yeah, it was Cruiser. He was he's still out. He's point. still out. Yeah, yeah. He's out for a while. so they had big Harry McKay. He's uh, kicking goals and yep. getting taps. And Phillips. And Phillips. Yeah, the other big uh, blood. Nut. Andrew Phillips. Um, yeah, Charlie Curnow was quiet. I think his form's come to a bit of an end. <laughs> Not enough goal square shots. Uh, poor lad. Um, such high expectations. Um, I thought it was also a bit cruel that uh, all week they were talking about uh, Josh Kennedy going yeah. to break the uh, Eagles goal-kicking record. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he'll do it this week. He only needs two. And didn't get many shots, but he did kick the second one, and they all gave him the cheer, but it was uh, touched. The old goal was really <laughs> took it away from him, poor bastard. <laughs> what was the crowd for this one? Does anyone know? Uh, bugger all. Yeah, I was going to say, Carlton's still rocking up to their games. <laughs> I know, usually they're good for uh, getting strength numbers so they can give their own team shit. Let them know what's going on. I'll just look it up. Um no, I, th- I think they're understanding what this year means to them yep. and it, what they're going for. It means, uh, I don't know. 27,900 was the crowd. That's not, yeah, it's not too bad, actually. It's better than I expected. Um, it's about but, the same as the North game, I think. No, it was 27. Yeah, a bit under. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Paddy Cripps had a blinder for, yeah. for Carlson. Best game of the year for him. Yeah. Um, you know, and all the big raps on him that are coming are, are well-deserved. Yep. Also, Ed Kernow seems like he's over that shoulder injury. He seems to be playing like some pretty solid footy. Um, I think he was one of the, the standouts, which I didn't expect. I thought he might have been too banged up over the last couple of seasons and might be on yeah. the decline, but uh, he's, he's come back. And obviously, they, they really miss uh, someone like Gibbs in there, so they need someone to go step up, and he seems to be doing doing his part. He's doing well. It's funny, too. Daisy Thomas had a decent match. Like he did. 27 touches, water, but I still can't rate him. <laughs> well, uh, <coughs> it's a little bit unfortunate that um, he's always going to be compared to himself from seven years ago. Yeah, yep. And, you know, he's not that kind of player anymore, unfortunately. No. And that's the way life is. Even Casbolt managed to kick two straight. I mean, yeah. got to be happy with that. I think they were nice kicks too. From yeah. Him. Yeah, speaking of someone who, sh- who shouldn't be compared <laughs> to his former self. Yeah, well, what, what can you do? But anyway, Eagles get a win at the MCG and they haven't had many of them over the, la- over the journey. So uh, even though it was only 10 points, I think they're still happy enough to walk away. Yeah, yep. Um, <laughs> on to one of the most talked about games of the weekend. Uh, Geelong ventured over to Adelaide Oval. Um, very disappointing from Port. They just couldn't string anything together. No, and it was uh, Robbie Gay. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Gray um, gave his best best effort. Yep. But um, seems like weren't many people that were willing to step up. Um, 
Lindsay Thomas did what Lindsay Thomas does. Um, oh, we talked about a lot. Ooh, this lad. Ooh, it was, uh, it was uh, not a nice bump, I wouldn't say. Um, what I've heard a lot, though, over the last week is a lot of people saying 20 years ago, he'd be praised for that. Yeah, probably. Fine, but, but that was 20 years yeah, ago. Yes, 20 years ago. But 20 years before that, he couldn't vote. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean... My maths is well off there, but yeah. 50 years before that, he couldn't vote. Say, anyway. He's 72. <laughs> he does look it. He may have seen it. But, but I mean, the eras change, rules change. I mean, you, you can't uh, you can't go to Formula One with a, a front-engine vehicle these days, and you can't do that in footy. You can't um, have a high hit and then not expect to get rubbed out significantly, especially when your last few games... In the VFL. You've been doing that. Yeah. Um, I, I like Lindsay. I think he's, his on-field persona and his off-field persona are very, very different. But, mate... God, I hope so. You, you, you can't do that. You just can't. Um, and Port Adelaide Magpie is going to really miss him over the next few weeks. <laughs> the thing was, he, he just kicked a, his first goal as well, like, uh, not long earlier uh, before that. Yeah. And, you know, got uh, all the emotion on his side and all the crowd and then whack him. And as soon as you did, he went, oh, you're gone. Yeah. yeah it's like hooking up with a model and finding out you get herpes from it. It's... He, he looked great and then just, mate, come on. Yeah, but in that case, you still got to argue if it's worth it or not. <laughs> in this one, it probably, probably wasn't. Um, but then the little scuffle um, afterwards uh, where yeah. it, <laughs> Thomas copped an extra week and Selwood got reported for it. Yeah. Um, I am absolutely uh, amazed at the defence they raised at the tribunal. Mm-hmm. It, it was so bad and it worked that I, I can't even be mad. I it, think it's brilliant. Yeah. It was very much a Rodney King defence. Um, in that, well, he pulled me down and I put my fist into his face as I was falling, so I didn't oh, fall. No, but, and Google said it's okay. That strong. It was even better than that. It went further. He's like, I, I didn't even touch him. Like, well, here's the video we did. You know, oh, I didn't touch him much. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he pulled me down. I'm like, and I, I was falling off balance. You had a clenched fist, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you can put yeah, your, but, put your you know, arm out and support yourself. And, th- and then the tribunal's like, you know, it might have been insufficient contact, though, mightn't it? He goes, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yep. <laughs> I was. I was Auslan signing to a fan, I love you, and then my fingers were clenched. <laughs> and then I tried to, there was something on Lindsay's face, I tried to get, there was a mosquito, and some, I, I, I don't know what happened there. I was just setting up a baseball bat choke. That's <laughs> what I was doing. I like that part of his defence was too, I wanted to go tell him it was a fucking dog act. Yeah. Like, fair enough, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you have, I want that on record. <laughs> everyone catch that. Yep. You have vocabulary for that. Um, but let's just appreciate that uh, Joel Smith successfully argued at the tribunal that the other person instigated the high contact. <laughs> brilliant. With their chin. <laughs> I love it. I, you got away with it. Uh, like I said, it's brilliant. It's it's so bad that you can't be impressed. You can't help but be impressed. Yeah. Well. But I did like, um, you know, the, the old MRP, the new MRO. We don't know the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. having said that, you know, it was a dog act and I can see Joel so would... Uh, I think that was... It was less uh, getting off of what happened and more just the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, when you, I was following it, um, the, they call it the head of the tribunal or something like that, or, or the, their spokesman. Yep. He was, come on, give us something else. We, we, <laughs> we need a non-guilty verdict here. We want to give you non-guilty. What can you give us to get to that result? Anyway, he got away. Who cares? Um, it was a pretty disappointing game, though, um, from Port. I, I thought they'd got these games out of their system. but I just feel like Port play so much on confidence uh, when when they believe themselves are up and about you know, they look fantastic but when there's that criticism and there's that pressure they seem to just fold D- die away yeah I, th- I thought they got rid of that when they got Jack Watts <laughs> <laughs> oh he, he was Jack Watts of old he this was one, for a lot of it 
Um, but uh, it, it was surprising that they put in that effort at home. Yeah. yeah. The, other, the other thing I think might be shaking their confidence a bit, Ollie Wines was supposed to sign before round one. Still hasn't. Ah, he'll be fine. Don't worry about that. I don't know. Nah, he, he's not one of the ones that's in, it's in danger, I think. Um, on to the other game um, from Saturday night was Frio over the Bulldogs. Um, wore them down Frio and then just took their chances and kicked away. I mean, it was... I, I was glad there was a bit of biff in the other game because it gave you something, yeah, to, something watch. to watch. Yeah. But it wasn't that attractive but um, from the Dogs. But Frio, the only team to score over 100 um, up until last night. Yeah. Um, which, you know, if there's only one team for a week that's going to score over 100, it's not Frio that you pick. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's funny, though. People forever say that we want to see high scores. I, I don't care about high scores as much as I want tight contests. Yeah, you know, I just want a good game. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but better skills leads to high scores. So it's not... The scores doesn't make it a better game. No, well, yeah. It's we, the skills that gives you the scores. Yeah. experimenting off-season. By better skills, we mean going forward as much as possible. Well, you don't have to go forward every time, but when you've got players getting four or five handballs at the back, just because you hit a target doesn't mean it's better skills. Yeah, but... You you know, your efficiency might be up. I just want them, when they kick the ball, that it goes where they want it to. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that too is handy. On either leg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nat Fife's back to, uh, you know, almost his he best. Could be leading the Brownlow at this stage. Yeah, oh, I think it's a, fair, it's a fair chance. It's almost between him and Sidebottom at the moment. Well, I mean, after side bottom place today, but yeah, it could be could be up there. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, free I get another win at home. They haven't lost at home yet, so that's something they've got over the Eagles. Yeah, play Eagles soon. So no, they do the play next week. A bit yeah. of controversy about their medal or some shit. We'll, we'll get to that. Sweet. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, t- Tommy Boyd first game back um, didn't you know set the world on fire in this game, but yeah, goddamn, they need him in that side of the Bulldogs. Yeah, they need someone that's going to step up. Um, someone that's not going to get in trouble in the off season, yeah. and <laughs> someone that's yeah. All right. Anyway, that's good. Uh, uh, good move forward for them. All right, onto the Sunday. We got North and Hawthorne. A, a game of two halves. This one. It definitely um, was. But really, the, the game was done in the first quarter. Yeah. Twelve scoring shots to two. And I remember, like, we went to this game. The Hawthorne only kicked three goals in the first half, and two of them were the messiest, scrappiest. Mm. You know, we need a bounce, a tap on over here goals. Yeah they could muster whereas every time North went forward they had a leading target and they put it on his chest well I mean you know Ben Brown what more can you say about the bloke he takes some beautiful marks uh, so much so they had to put two on him and when they did that it opened up Waits and Zeeble so well, it was funny though like, we were watching um, marking contests were terrible if you were the fourth person to yeah. the marking contest you <laughs> marked it, it. <laughs> which yeah. is why Wait did so well but I think that's um, uh, part of the Hawthorne backman as well because they're not ball readers yeah. They are, I'm going to try and uh, get as close to giving away a free kick as possible yep. mm. and try and make sure my man doesn't mark it. As opposed to somebody like uh, Rance or um, you know, even Howe, yeah. um, where they'll go, I'm just going to mark the ball. Yeah. Um, if I've got the ball, he hasn't. You know, or Brian Lake used to be. Yeah. Although you and I talked about this before the match, that the matchup between North and Hawthorne, it's, it is dangerous for Hawthorne because everywhere Hawthorne's weak, North is strong. That's exactly what I said on the podcast last week. Um, tall mm. marking forwards is Hawthorne's weakness, and that's North Melbourne's strength. Yeah, mm. yeah. I thought the the best matchup was uh, Goldstein versus McAvoy. It's Goldstein's best game in a long time. Yeah, he yep. stepped up when he had to. Had to. Um, but I thought they, I thought still McAvoy had a, had a decent game. He did enough to sort they of hold play, his own. They play very different roles too, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, McAvoy, way he could have you know got more on top was by taking some marks up forward. Yeah, but he did take one about twenty meters out. They gave it away. Took it off him. <laughs> the bastards. Anyway, that's the way so, it goes. 
young uh, young Ben Cunnington too. He's having a great season. He'll he'll always be underrated because he's not a, a flashy player. But geez, he's a bulldozer. Well, everyone focused on Ben Jacobs and the job he did on Tom Mitchell, which was hey, good. It was yeah. a good job with that. Top yeah. job, kept him to the least uh, disposals of the season so far. Yeah, but it was really. Which, you know, Melbourne did that the week before and Hawthorne still won by 12 goals or whatever it was mm. because Cunnington became dangerous. So yeah. when Mitchell's being held, last week it was Liam Shields and Jager O'Meara that then went on and dominated. They couldn't do that because Cunnington, more so than anybody else, was getting his hands on the ball first. And every yeah. time Jager picked up the ball, he got tackled. Um, and, and that's really what happened in that first half was uh, at the contest, at w- whether it be a, a, a clearance or you know a, a kick to a contest. Yeah, there was three North Melbourne players who were first ones there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if it wasn't for Bruce, there's it's pretty tough to pick out who was the best for Hawks. Oh, um, I think Hawthorne's best. There was you know Bruce by a mile, then maybe Smith and and maybe you know Ricky Henderson or something like that. But, yeah, yep. but that's it. You know? And Sicily got right wiped out for a game after this one, didn't he? See, <laughs> the funny thing was there was a fiery match, which North and Hawthorne lately has been. But at the end of it, I remember I think you and I had that t- saying. There's going to be reports out of this. None of them are Sicily. Yeah, yeah. And then was, yeah. couldn't believe it. And then oh no, there was one. Yep. No. And. And for the most stupidest thing, he just decided to walk over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And to be fair, if you're going to do that, at least not really the most impactful player. In terms of impact on the game and reason why Hawthorne were behind, Atley didn't take a lot of that Clearly he wasn't doing it to impact the game. Sicily, I mean. He was was just being a cunt. To be a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not like... Okay, the hyperbole that went around this incident as well, I loved because it was he stomped on his leg, like he yeah. walked over his leg. Yeah, like, yeah. He did it to be a prick. He didn't do it to break his ankle. And they're like, yeah, yeah well, Atlee spent the whole quarter off. I'm like, he went off for four minutes, <laughs> which he was probably due for yeah, a rotation yeah. anyway. <laughs> I mean, the week before he played 79% of the game time, he played 78 in this one. Like, yeah, so it's I've, about par for the course. I, I, I don't, let's settle down a little bit there. But it's still like, why would you do it? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. And I think he even looked at the umpire and went, I've got this. Okay, <laughs> he did. He looked at the umpire before he did it. He's like, he's not looking. He, he would be great in WWE as a tag team player. I would have been happy if he looked at the umpire, he's not there, and then went down and rubbed the back of his leg with sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, you know, footy doesn't work out. He's like a ball some spin. He's just three games away from doing a hopawate. Well, Sicily. I was talking online with somebody like this. I'm like, you can't keep doing this because he's, you know, he's in for one week, uh, in for two weeks, out for one. Or, yeah. Make him captain. Seems to be the way it goes at Hawthorne. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
yeah, they also win premierships, so yeah. <laughs> we'll argue about that later. Um, but there comes a point where you go, mate, this can't be your career, otherwise you're gone. Yeah. Um, and somebody pointed out, you know, Stevie J was in the same bucket at one stage, and yeah. he was nearly sacked the year before he won a Noel Smith. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, if you saw the tribunals afterwards, he come out, and, you know, they say, oh, you are remorseful, you know. Yeah. They always say that, you know, because they got caught. Yeah. He looked like he was about to cry. Really? So I think, and he did say... Uh, yeah, Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, and, and, I think and the Clarkson some, conversation he, he was the reason. Another name I, I've forgotten. He said, "Yeah, they said uh, I have to wear this," and I thought, "I bet you that's not how they yep. said it." <laughs> he looked absolute, like he looked borderline tears. I thought, "You've had the law laid down, yeah. you, haven't you?" See, that's the one when if they, uh, the MRP or MRO, or whatever it is, give yeah. a reprimand. If yeah. if Clarkson's the one delivering that reprimand. It, I'd, I'd rather get the one. It's it's like the school principal that says, you know what, we're not going to punish you, but we are going to tell your parents. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, uh, and and the, uh, the the bumps, the incidents in the third quarter. Um, I, I'm putting it down that Higgins was faking. <laughs> <laughs> Hawthorne had just kicked three goals in three minutes, and he thought, you know what, I've got to stop the tide here. Put, put the dive and on. Then, and then Wick, uh, Vickers Willis put the icing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wickers Willis was—he was the one doing the tackling. Yeah. <laughs> he knocked himself out. Yeah, that's that's on him. Uh, but, but then uh, you know Higgins goes off to hospital. Obviously, you know his wife's just had a baby, so he's gone to spend a bit more time. <laughs> and he thought, well, I haven't broken anything, so I'm going to get some plastic surgery on the on the yep. dime. That's what he's done. How dirty is that? So I am shocked that uh, Burton didn't get rubbed out though. Well, Oops. that's the other funny thing is uh, Mark Lacroix did the same thing two weeks ago, and everyone went, yeah. Yeah. Now Burton's done it, and they've gone. Oh, you can't apply those rules. I'm like, but, but what about two what weeks about ago? Yeah. Nobody can. I think it's actually the the right thing um, because they've gone back to head clashes. Sometimes they're accidental and they happen. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. But they changed the law last year um, because of Lindsay Thomas again. Strangely enough, yeah. To but, say, uh, I think the ruling actually was head clashes are a predictable consequence of a bump, and if you're bumping, you take that on board. No, they said it may be. Which, how maybe. dumb is that? And yeah. the actual wording was, it may be. <laughs> Why even put it in there if it may or may not? But they took it out this year. But he, um, Christensen applied it two weeks ago. Nobody cared. Yeah. This week, why does everyone care? Because well, he went to hospital. Yeah, so did the other bloke. Yeah. I think because it was, yeah. It the was other a, bloke got stretched off as well. It was a decent game, this one. So People were watching yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah. And the, the story behind Higgins as well. Everyone knew that he's, mm. you know, yeah, one hour sleep and his wife had given birth that morning. So I think that story goes along. So it becomes a, a, a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, all all week leading up to it, you know, people were talking about Hawthorne again. I'm like, Hawthorne beat Melbourne that was shit house. Yeah. Like, oh, they could be back in you know top four contention now. I'm like, no, you can see what's going to happen here. They're going to get pumped this weekend. Yeah, but um, I mean, North almost turned it, uh, gave it up in the in the third. It was a bit scary for a while there. I saw the odds come in from fifty to one to four to one. <laughs> well, uh, they had had all the run, um, and even though I obviously I'm making a joke about Higgins faking it, but um, it, that pause in play definitely helped. Yeah, yeah, um, and it, it let them regroup, and you can see that they changed their tactics from there. They were right, wait, we need you behind the ball now. Yeah, um, we've got a big lead. We don't need to protect it. We just need to slow, yeah, slow yeah. the scoring, slow the game. Well, and this is where this is where Brad Scott outcoached Clarkson. Um, he came up with a run in the first half, and remember, I was talking to you that North was playing man on man, which is unusual yeah. in the modern game. Yeah. Um, but you can't keep it up for all four quarters. Yeah. 
But so I don't know whether they were going to change at three-quarter time anyway or not. But uh, they definitely in, they let Hawthorne have the wings because the Hawthorne was switching really yeah. really well. But they congested centre-half forward. Or Hawthorne centre-half forward, north centre-half back. Or, or, or the centre. Yeah. Even the centre. Uh, dropping Ben Brown back there frequently, which uh, also helped him remove his tag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was... It was uh, the best game I've seen Brad Scott coach. Well, and Brad Scott said afterwards is the best game he's seen the players play since yeah. he's been. Mm. But um, yeah, also uh, Jed Anderson, nine tackles, fifteen disposals, best game I've seen him in blue and white. Yeah, yeah, That's the old team too. I thought he was quiet for a lot of it, but um, you know, his uh, his work without the ball was really what made, mm, made very much. And he's he's finally showing a bit of promise considering we gave up a first rounder for him. But uh, moving Zebel forward too. That's uh, that's something they should have done earlier, but they didn't have the cattle to do it. I, I don't think they should have because, I mean, Benny Brown was dominating. And, and wait, even though he only kicked two goals, he had seven or eight or nine shots on goal. Yeah. So, I mean, the forward line was settled. They were fine. But I noticed too, Jack Zebel, he had a shot from 50, 51, 52. God yep. damn, he stabs at the ball. I think that's because he got a 90-meter kick. Yeah, but it's so weird. To, I know, to be bends his leg. He, 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 he doesn't follow through at all. Yeah. Like he just about lands two footed, but he still makes the distance. <laughs> he's still he's got a brilliant leg. But uh, on uh, on the Hawthorne side of things, Jarman Impey hasn't he been a pickup? Oh, he's had a great year. That uh, rundown of Atley, mm, um, mm. I don't know if that was the first or second quarter or something like that. But then um, on the um, the sideboards on the fence, yeah. you know, they tell them, uh, bring up stats. Yeah. They said fastest um, speed in the match, Jarman Impey, yeah. thirty six kilometers per hour. I thought you were going to say he raced the Jeep on the outside. <laughs> well, I, oh, I reckon I'm a chance to beat the Jeep the way it was going there. There was at halftime, wasn't there? It was a race, the MX-5 or whatever. Yeah. And the the Mazda got about a good 20-meter lead and then, I don't know, blew a tire or something? Yeah. <laughs> it was the BT-50. I tell you what, if the BT-50 does that in real life, I ain't fucking buying one. Do they still do those really shit games, uh, halftime games at North Melbourne? Just North yeah, Melbourne home game? with like, roll the big footy and... It's like, crap. kick it from the goal square through and you can win like 500 bucks. <laughs> it's usually it's a two for one to the next yeah. game. <laughs> you know, everyone learned the lesson from the GWS kick the ball in the tyres thing. So if we're looking to sponsor anything, we've got to get in the halftime shit because that's well, cheap. We are looking to sponsor something. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Um, the Hold up. A big one on that one, though. Yeah. Magic Door. He's put a few nice games together yeah, now as a backman. I said it, too, on the podcast last week. Um, perfect game for him because Tim O'Brien is the perfect play- person for him to play on. Because Timmy mm. O'Brien is a little bit taller than most. He's not taller than Majak. Yeah. And he's the type of player that will get 10 touches a game. Whereas Majak is, okay, I'm not in too much danger. Here. Yeah. Um, and, and his only strength is he can sometimes take a, a nice pack mark. Not with Majak Door standing next to him. It was perfect for him. But Majak now has to back it up. Yeah, yeah. And, well, he's done it against some bottom five sides. Hawthorne... Very, depending on who you talk to, they're either mid... Well, none of us put them in the top 10. No. Yeah. Um, and I haven't changed that opinion. <laughs> yeah. But he he is a much better backman than he was a forward or a ruckman. And he's looking... Him, um, Thompson and um, Tarrant, yeah. looking pretty potent in the back line. Uh, if Tarrant's not in the All-Australian conversation, I'll eat my own dick. Uh, Fucking I, crazy. I'll go... I'd say he isn't, but Thompson had the best game. Yeah. He, he was best on ground for mine. Um, because he knew exactly when to leave his man to be third man at the contest. Um, took a lot of nice running back with the flight marks yep. um, when the ball was getting bombed in. Um, but yeah, I th- I was really impressed because I thought he was the weak link in that back line. 
um, but he was uh, for me best on ground. And uh, young Cam Zerha coming in and uh, having an impact on the scoreboard <laughs> and on the MRP. Am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he only got a fine, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, in his defence, it was inside the boundary when yeah. it started, but it was one of those dumb things. You like, really, mate? But I don't know. He did dumb, and I think the only thing that saved him was there was no impact. Um, he hit the fence, well, bounced, like, you know, rolled around for a bit, bounced back up when the ball was in there. Because that was um, pretty close to us, and Jesus Christ, you could hear it, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think those plastic fronts really vibrate. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, okay. But it was massive sound. It was brilliant. Um, I did see a few people like, oh, yeah, he jumped up as soon as the ball got back in, though, didn't he? I'm like, it was his free kick. <laughs> if he wanted the ball, all he had to do was stand up. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Yeah, there's nuffies everywhere. Yeah, um, and the other one that was talked about was Mitchell's, obviously. Oh, I think he deserved two for dumb. Yeah, I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> well, I mean, North Melbourne got away easy on that one because it was soft as shit. Like, yeah. so uh, Goldstein, I think, I even looked back and went, mm, what I know, was that? It was high impact. He's two metres tall. It's got to be <laughs> how much higher I'd have to get. <laughs> um, and they got a goal from the goal square um, from it, which I think was what they wanted more. But um, I, he needed a step ladder to hit him. Like, there's premeditated, and then there's. I needed a planning permission before <laughs> I made this strike. Funniest part for me is Goldstein apologised. <laughs> just about. He was running by. He's like, oh, sorry, you're, you're okay? Hang on. And then he sort of processed, just, hang on. <laughs> That's what it be. He's, he's like, oh, did, was there something there? Or Yeah. Um, I think I reckon Betfair got on the phone and was like, mate, oh, we got a lot of money oh, on this one. That was a fucking Brownlow choice not to give him a game. Because it's either it's a week for striking or it's insufficient force and nothing. Yeah. And they took the third option, which was, oh, we'll give him a fine. <laughs> But yeah, I, it was it was a week for stupidity, without a doubt. But you know, all right, uh, Brownlow betting apparently plays a part. I don't mm. know, but to Goldstein, like, I can imagine him belting Jacobs, the guy that's blanketing you. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, and I I don't think Goldstein's a big trash talker either. I definitely not. I, no. <laughs> and even if he did, it's not like Tom Mitchell could hear it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just just weird. It was and out of character too because we've never seen Tom Mitchell show any of that kind of <laughs> aggression before but anyway weird yeah. um, just frustration obviously uh, the Q Clash um, well, I've still another hour and a half on this match I, I, I know you do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Q Clash it was uh, a scrappy affair but it was good to see the Lions put up something but um, again when it comes to these close games you're going to look at the last couple of minutes yep. uh, they had a chance and it would have been a massive fairy tale for Cam Rayner to put that last one through the middle for a draw yeah yeah and yeah, I thought Brisbane had some. I mean, McCluggage probably the best game he's played. I thought it's getting better. Um, yeah, so it's just a matter of keeping them there and building their base, which is, I mean, obviously everyone's saying that. I think they've already locked McCluggage in for another couple. I think so. Yeah, which yeah, they, they fucking had to. Yeah, like him, Charlie Cameron. Obviously, he's great talent. I tell you what, he's pick up. If that's goal of the year, you'd be happy. Yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. Crazy, wasn't it? I and again, I think we all said it during the um, preseason. If I was at the Adelaide Crows and. Uh, he is a bigger loss than if Eddie Betts right now. Yeah, if they have yep. them both, I know Eddie Betts is obviously injured, but there's such a bigger upside, and he improved so much mm. last year. It's great to see that he's got better again. Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand the Adelaide mentality though. They think they're in with a flag contention this year. Oh, he he wanted he to wanted leave as well. Yeah, so they had no well to keep him. Yeah, but he's got that option of running him off the wing or almost even a half back if you really need it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously Brisbane not playing f- for premierships at the moment, so put up the put up the forward. I, I don't think Cam Rainer's locked in. I've got a feeling he's only played two games. I think. Yeah, I've got a feeling they haven't because normally Brisbane, as soon as you get there on the rookie contract, three minutes later they make you sign a, a three or two three year deal. Yeah, 
but uh, I don't think he's locked in yet, and they will be talking to him right now about trying to lock that shit down. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, but the thing with uh, Charlie Cameron too, though, they're playing him as a stay-at-home foot forward. Yeah, some of the times like that's an impressive range. Yeah, well, if you give him, give him space, you don't you know you don't need to kick straight to him. Just give him space, and he'll work, be able to work with. It, obviously, he's an impressive player. That's Doing for well. sure. Yeah, um, and Eric Hipwood got on the scoreboard again. Um, he feels like there's been a couple of years where he's going to be the next big thing. And yeah, thought, come on, show us, lad. Yeah, like, we know you're skinny fuck, and you need to see the weight room, but yeah, you know, a little bit more. It is hard with the players around him, though. Yeah, it is. But having said that, you're you know, one of the players around yourself, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is true. And Gold Coast side of things, um, Braden Fiorini, uh, Fiorini, Fiorini. He's um, playing pretty well. Actually, kicked a couple of goals, 27 possessions, 20 kicks, and this is like a win. Well, it's almost like an away home win for for Gold Coast, who's still unallowed home yet, are they? When, oh, when, th- when are they allowed back from? Uh, yeah, come from I think a couple of weeks. So they back still to fix up the ground, right? Um, yeah, you get it back into. Uh, tip-top shape that yeah. Metricon Stadium's yeah. going for. <laughs> I like Braden Fiorini. He seems like the sort of bloke his, his old man owns a, a pizza pasta restaurant and stars his own TV ads or something. I was going to say, when they do the team list, do you reckon Carlton are going, hang on, why, <laughs> why is one of our players on their list? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and finally, last night, uh, Richmond um, took their time getting up over Melbourne, but at the end of it, ran out. Well, they kicked seven goals in the last quarter. Something like that. When it was party time. Yeah, I felt like that, um, obviously... The day was sort of just a slow sort of rolling rain drizzle. It yeah. wasn't like big rain, but I felt like Richmond had a wet weather strategy and they didn't get away from it early enough. Yep. I felt like they were still bombing forward when it wasn't that greasy. You could take your time, be a bit more precise, which Melbourne adapted a bit quicker. So I think it just took took a while for the mentality to change uh, from wet weather footy into something that could be a bit slicker. But I thought also Melbourne, when, you've, when you're holding Dusty and um, Cochin down to not much touches, you need to be able to put that, convert that on the scoreboard, which they just failed to do. Because you know that at some point they're going to light it up and, and turn it around, so you need to have that buffer. You, you need to be going back the other way. Yeah, yeah. And they had plenty of the ball. Like, inside 50s in the first quarter was ridiculously outweighed to, to Melbourne. But, yeah, I thought Rance and Asprey especially um, stood up really well. Well, Melbourne should have had plenty of the ball. Like, you look at the hitouts. Gorn's got 56. Nankivis has got 19. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about hitouts. Hitouts to advantage is the one. Yeah, um, yeah. And there weren't many. But that's no. If you're dominating the hitouts that much you should at least two-thirds of them have to advantage. And if your opposition is roving your Ruckman better than you are, yeah, yeah your midfield's just not talking. Well, that's what it is. It's um, the... I mean, I think even Cochin went up for a Ruck once or twice. Yeah, a couple of Rucks, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. And the Richmond midfielders are like, well, Gorn's going to win, so we'll just watch him. Yeah, and that's pretty much how, how the game played out. And yeah, I think from, from Melbourne, they showed enough of it in the in the first quarter, uh, first almost the first half, that uh, like it's going to be competitive, but yeah, without converting them to the scoreboard, you knew that they weren't going to be able to keep up that that pressure the whole game. It just took a, took a while for the Tigers to get free and start having those link up plays, which they're known for. There were a few Tigers of old moments, though. I think uh, Lambert running along the wing, looking good, great dodge, great uh, fend off run, and then all of a sudden it's a inside out mongrel torpedo that hits no one yeah. out on the full. I think Bash had like, a couple going in the fifty as well. And you're like, this, you know, this isn't. Um, something you want to see every week but they could get away with it in this stage yeah yeah I mean, um, where do we put Melbourne really oh, I didn't have a plan not, not great yeah I think they, they should be looking for that though they should be but I don't think yep. they got the cattle I think I had them not you say that but I think there's a few players that I definitely want on my squad like uh, you look at Petrarca's probably not where he should be yet I give him two where years he will be but uh, he's a, a man in a, a absolute man at his age yeah yep 
built yeah. like a brick shit house. Yeah, he, he's going to be great in about two years. Yeah. He'll be Brownlow contention. Obviously, um, Higgins managed to get a few goals as well, which is good snags, for him, fella. Yeah, he? if he snags. He, he's pulled the uh, the celebrations down a little bit. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Yep. <laughs> the other thing I saw, noticed, was that Sam Lloyd looks like he's trimmed down a lot, like not as bulky, a uh, bit more thinner, trying to fit into that, that small forward uh, role. Well, I guess that's what they've told him at the end of last year. I, yeah. I think they're trying to get him out of the small forward. And they said, mate, we need you up the ground a little bit more. Yeah. And butchers the ball I found that he wasn't selfish enough I, I think if he yeah. can he was chasing a lot uh, behind the play which is what you need him to do which is one of these main um, criticisms of, of why he's sort of out of the team because we're playing uh, a very defensive uh, forward line if that makes sense and he just didn't fit that structure but almost I like him if he chased tackle but also he's got a good goal sense um, be a little bit more selfish because he did butcher the ball a lot but um, it's good to see that he is trying to fit that role uh, obviously been doing a lot of hard work off the field well, you know, you miss out on a flag. It's uh, it's certainly uh, it's motivator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you listened to you were watching on TV, weren't you, Heath? Did you um, listen to halftime? They do like uh, they wired up. Um, Jones. Uh, Jones. Yeah, I heard about that. I I didn't because I, I like I said I went and did grocery shopping. All right. Yeah. He, he just sounded like that one dickhead in every bay at the MCG. <laughs> like his advice wasn't much. It was oi, oi, kick it, kick it, kick it. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, they did that to Maxi Gordon a couple of years ago. I remember they they uh, mic'd him up as well. And yeah. It was you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. God, that's all it was. And I thought, hey, maybe they actually listen to people in the stands. <laughs> it wasn't great, great listening. They're not just listening; they're emulating. Yeah, yep. With the people in the stands, though, we were uh, when we were there. People were uh, Melbourne supporters were leaving at three quarter time, and if you're a, a a Melbourne player, you noticed that because it wasn't just ten or twenty; it was yeah. a good several thousand buggering off to their, you know, Range Rovers and going yeah. up Mount Hotham or whatever. To be fair, though, there was a bloke that knocked himself out at uh, three-quarter oh, time. So no, it was at quarter time. Quarter time, was it? So a lot of them were lawyers. They're off. <laughs> yeah. you know, We've we got to be first. We've got to get him. We'll talk about that. That was fucking amazing. Because <laughs> I was sitting there watching that. Um, they had, for some reason, not on their overalls. It's because they were sponsored by a paint group or whatever, uh, Haze right, yeah. Paints or some shit. And, you know, old mate's out there with the, the marking pad on his back. Like, yeah, we're going to set this up. It's going to be great. It's going to be a couple of screamers each. All fun. You know, how are you feeling? Oh, I haven't taken a mark in 10 years. This should be funny. First bloke gets up there, you know, has a bit of a ride, gets the ball in the hand, loses it on the ground. All right. Has another try. Misses. Whatever. Second bloke gets up, takes a pretty nice screamer. So he's, he's in the lead. Looking good. Gets up the next one. Gets really high. Lands on his fucking head. Ooh. And he is knocked the <laughs> fuck out. To the point where, you know, well, it's on the big screen and everything. And everyone's sort of like, is he just having a bit of a laugh? And nope, they're running over. Nope, they've called it all off. This, this is not going on. And uh, uh, everyone's running away from him now. They've And they got him up and he didn't know where the fuck he was. He, he was completely clueless. They sort of staggered him over to the race and then uh, he went down where the Little League players are. They weren't there, obviously. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether they buried him at the back and just denied all knowledge or what. Well, he did walk it off. He, he, he stumbled. Up, so, yeah. he, he was not so looking good. I don't know what first prize was, but it might have been, you know, 200 bucks at the merchandise shed. Sure. I think he might be getting a bigger prize. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think they'll be looking very carefully at their agreement that if he, yeah. he signed, if he didn't sign one, <laughs> he, he, there's a lot of MCC members who are <laughs> going to be upset. Um, all right, well, we can't do... Uh, Lastly, big win by the Pies. Yeah. Huge win this week. And cut. And massive win from Essendon. You know? <laughs> Great to see. Um, 
Cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, pick whichever one you yep. like. Yep. All right, so we'll go very quickly through round six then. We're starting off with an absolute blockbuster on Friday well, now, night. Who do you see winning out of Essendon and, and uh, uh, Collingwood? Essendon. Uh, was a bit of a drizzle uh, looking like it's coming over. Yeah, I'm going Pies. Yeah, I'm on Collingwood too just because I think uh, they're in a better form. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> uh, <next> week. <laughs> All right, we got Bulldogs versus Carlton on Friday night. What a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spoon bowl already. Um, I think Bulldogs have shown flashes of competence, which is more than Carlton's shown. I think you're going to need like at least 10 mates, lots of side bets to make this game interesting. Yeah, this is definitely one of those and ones. It's, it's Friday night Carlton. Yeah. That's even worse than Saturday night Carlton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm on Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, Bulldogs. Why not? Um, I think it'll be Bulldogs by five goals. And I don't even know where those five goals are yeah, coming from. Charlie Kerno's got to have a big one. Yeah. Uh, and he, he could, because I can't see them stopping him. If Carton are in for a chance. Um, on Saturday, Sydney travel down to Geelong. I've got a feeling Ge- uh, Sydney have won the last couple down there, but they're going to be right. doing it without Buddy, without Hanabry. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's it's very, very tough. It's still going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Losing Buddy is obviously massive for them. Yep. I mean, covering that bloke is fucking hard. Uh, especially because Geelong are still without you know, Harry Taylor or yep. yeah. uh, Lockie Henderson. Yep. Um, who would normally go to him. But you've got a, a midfield with a you know brilliant reputation on both sides. Geelong's obviously got uh, you know Brownlow's to spare. Yeah. But uh, it, it's going to be great to watch. I, I want to see this midfield battle it out really well. Well, the uh, Swans midfield has been down a little bit. Um, yeah. They said during the week they've been carrying injuries from round one when they played on Optus Stadium. They reckon that the surface was a bit hard. Right. Um, which, you know... One thing, it makes you feel a bit weird that they're saying a game four weeks ago gave them injuries and yeah, they're only starting she's... to rest players now. Yeah. Yeah. Other, First other game side, of the season too. Frio and West Coast have played there a few times and seemed to be fine. And yeah. a lot of other teams have as well. But anyway. I think Nat Fife's too worried about it. Uh, doesn't seem to be. Um, I think Geelong though. Uh, I think that Buddy has been has got Sydney over the line in at least two out of their three yeah. wins so far. Yeah, I think Geelong will win. We're only round six, aren't we? So yeah. it should be yeah. round six. Sydney, yeah. Sydney haven't turned up yet. Yeah. Um, I'm on Geelong. This is still pre-season. Uh, North are hosting Port Adelaide at Etihad Stadium. Might go to this game. Be all right. This is one of the ones where, at the start of the season, I remember uh, Plough Wallace said North had the worst list bar none. And we're still only round six we're talking about. But Power was someone that was supposed to be top two. And they wow. haven't looked great. Not many people put him in top two. But oh, yeah. <laughs> Some people put him <laughs> But if, if, if Port do lose this... It's a line through them. Just about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because if they can't... Look, and North... If, if if Port lose it, that's three in a row. Not even I am thinking North are a, a flag chance. And well, I think mo- only the most optimistic North supporter thinks they're a finals uh, run. So if, if they can take on Port, which the matchups are pretty good for North in most areas well, except the midfield. Again, though, North have got the tall forwards, which yeah. Port Adelaide don't like. Yep. Yeah. And I think... Tarrant on Dixon is going to be a big one in this game. Yeah. I think Tarrant's going to kill him because Dixon to me is one of the guys where when it's going his way he looks brilliant but yeah. fighting his way into a match I don't think he's that good at. Yep. And you know, they almost need Westhoff to step up again. I mean you can't rely on Watts obviously. Westhoff is going to be um, in the ruck probably. Yeah he's going to have to be but they, yeah, it's almost worth conceding the ruck and putting him down forward. I think they have to. Well that's what they do with Westhoff is they put him forward for the first half of the quarter and back yeah. for the last half of the quarter. With yeah. a bit of luck, North will give him a dicken and then uh, give Ollie Wines uh, a million dollars a season. Might as well start it early. <laughs> I, I think the million dollars a season for Ollie Wines is a given. Like, yeah. that, that's, what they, that's where North Melbourne start. And they'll work well, that's where we there. start with all midfielders. Exactly. Except, except Jordan Ngoi, apparently. Um, 
on to GWS are hosting the Lions at Spotless. You think GWS would have enough? have to, surely. Well, yeah. Are you really going to tip the Lions any time this season? Oh, I'm going to play Carlton at home at one stage, surely. <laughs> um, it's GWS and they'll, they'll do it by a lot. Jesus Christ, this is going to be tough. Hawthorne, St Kilda at night in Tassie. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Well, I mean, I wasn't picking Hawthorne because it's in Tasmania. Well, um, Saints smashed them down there last year. Yeah, really? but that was last year. I mean, if this was if this was Eddie had, I'd give Saints a much better chance. Yep. They could be season defining because they need to pull their finger out. And I think back against the wall, they could do it uh, at least give up a better showing. But they're due, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, but Tasmania at night, I, I just can't see the Saints doing it. I honestly can't. I think there's there's still a lot of holes in in Hawthorne's backline, especially they haven't got yeah. a distributor. Are yeah. they getting anyone back next week? You know? may get Burgoyne back which is a, a big, massive, massive. A big one yeah. and I'll tell you what my tip will hinge on that yeah yeah. no see, I, I disagree I think Hawthorne have holes but I don't think they're holes that St Kilda can exploit yeah it, it, I think it's, it'll be a really close one and um, I, I think that with Sicily out through stupidity it's, it's going to hurt them but if Burgoyne comes back that settles down so many problems that they've got absolutely um Crows and the Suns at Adelaide Oval. This should, this should be, be a laydown, so forward. Suns will probably win. Yeah, there's, there's always an upset somewhere, and <laughs> yeah, I'm not picking this one though. You know, Adelaide, Adelaide will get at it. home, flying. Yeah, no, Suns are home. Essendon, Melbourne at Etihad Stadium on Sunday. This is a, a defining match for both teams because yeah. Melbourne at 14th. Mm. Even though you might have said they were not a, a given top eight side, we didn't put them at 14th. Yeah, true. And I mean, Essendon coming off a massive loss in the Anzac Day game, I think. Uh, <laughs> having said that, Essendon coming off a massive win, they've got yeah, confidence. exactly. Who knows? Um, I th- you know what? It, it makes no sense. Melbourne wins this. <laughs> yeah. I th- I'm, uh, in terms of list, I, I still yeah, like Melbourne better. I'm going to go Melbourne. I'm going Melbourne, but uh, I think it'll come down to Essendon getting a shorter break. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's going to come day. down to that extra yeah. extra seven hours or whatever it is. It's a pain. <laughs> Uh, Collingwood versus top of the table Richmond at the MCG on the Sunday well Collingwood coming off a big win are going to be pretty hyped (laughs) (laughs) you know what if Collingwood lose today I'll tip them to upset Richmond I think it's going to be a good game I mean we usually go to this game and it's always a fiery event it's almost like the second Anzac day really and that's in the crowd yeah and I think they do match up well like Collingwood have got a great little midfield that's stepping up at the moment yeah Collingwood come off a big loss they're going to look to avenge that yeah (laughs) um Collingwood, you just don't know which team's going to rock up. Yeah, and Weatherman says it's going to be very cloudy, uh, 20 degrees, but no rain. Um, Weatherman knows fuck all. I think it's going to piss down. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to piss down, and this is going to be a really close, hard-fought match. I think Collingwood are definitely in there with a chance. See, I don't don't think they can match the pace and pressure of a wet-weather game against Richmond. Yeah, I don't think they'll last four quarters, but I think it'll be a good effort. I think that's the biggest thing with Richmond in the last two years is their fitness seems to be yeah. unbelievably so compared to what it used to be. And their yeah. chase. Um, yeah. Oh, how far away is uh, Rizzo? Uh, still a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, and I said maybe it was it was tipped to be round six, but during the broadcast of this game, they said maybe one or two weeks away. Um, who, who's that? Rioli. Oh, Rioli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought they said at the start it'll be round nine, round ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it I, looks I, like he's. I thought on it was target. round six earlier on. I think only started like proper like running drills and that yeah. but last week or week before last something like that um, and lastly the Western Derby uh, the unsponsored Western Derby yeah you know, controversial 
I uh, I asked if we could get a GoFundMe together to sponsor it. Yep. And call it the 2013-2015 Best Runners Up. <laughs> but, you know, which is, you know, might be a little bit snarky, but they can be the best runners up, the best ones. Yes. What was the little story between Frio just put the kibosh on, well, was it Glenn Denning medal Ross or something Glenn like Denning that? Glenn was the first captain of the Eagles, so yep. it was named after him because the sponsor picked it. North Melbourne legend Ross Glenn Denning. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. Right. Um, and Frio said, well, can we, can we have somebody that means something to us as well? And yeah. No. Who? Went, no. Fuck off. And they went, well, we haven't got a sponsor then. Like, well, no fucking trophy then. <laughs> like, how much does it go <laughs> down to fucking any shopping mall where they've got a trophy? Buy one for 50 bucks. Exactly. And go out there. Yeah. Maybe just bring bring your own trophy to the game. <laughs> just call it, call it the Ross Glendinning Peter Bell Medal. Or, or, presented yeah. by North Melbourne. Or Ross Glendinning. <laughs> you could have Ross Glendinning Ben Allen. Because, you know, first captains. Sure. If that's yeah. the way you want to go. Yep. I mean, not admittedly, not as uh, easy to roll off the tongue. But yeah, legacy is also quite different between two of those players, but whatever. First captains, yeah, yeah. What did Ross Glendinning ever do at West Coast? Well, for, on that he, note, he I think I think Freo is going to win. I think they've they haven't lost to Optus yet, have they? Freo have not. Yeah, let's keep so that one going. Eagles to win. <laughs> I can't see him stopping that five. I think he's back in form. I think it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, I think five is uh, going to run rampant. All right, that'll do us for this week. Yeah, good luck. Peace. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.